0: To the three broom chicks. I'm Jenny, I'm Marianne, and I'm Elizabeth. And today we're going to be jumping right back into The Cursed Child part two. Part two, act three. Wow, wow, Ooh. wow. So we are back to Voldemort Day. Voldemort. Yeah, Voldemort. Voldemort. um, Voldemort. Elizabeth, yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth's favorite character, Dolores Umbridge, was spotted uh, on, dun, zoo, dun. on on zoo grounds. Are you listening to me? That's what came out of my mouth. On zoo really? grounds. Really? That's yeah. Get like, your I'm head a, I'm out of the zoo, Jenny. <laughs> I work too much. <laughs> Anyways, Dolores Umbridge uh, was found on school grounds, a campus, one may say, and wow. yeah, and she introduced us to Voldemort Day. Yeah, which oh is. My- arguably the worst holiday in human history (laughs) and can i just say the aesthetic of voldemort day oh my goodness do you know do you know who would have done a great job if this is like a movie or whatever the alfonso aesthetic on voldemort day oh my goodness oh my gosh yes i I think that's the first time we talk about alfonso in season two wow wow Wow. well jen Oh, Jenny, <laughs> man, yes. I guess we can talk a little bit about the aesthetic because they did a whole promo month. Yes. Of like the Dementors yeah. taking over New York City That's technically <gasps> oh not keep secrets. Didn't yes. one of you we just reposted on like Facebook or something. I was scrolling and I watched the video of them like unveiling it for the first night in um, Times Square. And yeah, I got, yes. I honestly got emotional. And I'm not an emotional person. It's so exciting. And the fact that they did that in the middle of Times Square, like, it's what a life. Amazing. So basically but... what they did in Times Square is, like, what they did in the theater. Yes. Oh, for real? And, yes. Yeah. And they I do cry. it. Like, I don't want to give too much detail. But let's mm-hmm. just say it's a very immersive experience when you come in to see part two yes oh my absolutely. gosh that's right I forgot that it's two night. so you like legitimately walk in and it's been Voldemort day yeah yeah and you can like tell the difference from the second you walk in yeah I like even in the theater itself not just on the stage like every inch of that theater is Voldemort it's can really I cool. be shady for a second sure <laughs> they spent, like, probably millions of dollars doing this Times Square stuff, but, like, they didn't spend millions of dollars into writing the story.
1: Oh, wow. But,
0: it's it's Any- but I will say that because of the <laughs> uh, weird schedule of the fact that it's, like, two shows mm-hmm. every night and you can also see, like, matinees of part one and, you know, their schedule's, like, very off. They actually... it's This is not... play that can tour no absolutely not it's not like how most broadway shows you know once they're on broadway then they can go like broadway across america and they can just travel from city to city this is not one of those shows because there is so much detail that goes into the actual theater that's why it's been so slow to pop up everywhere internationally yeah because once it's at a theater, it will stay at that theater until the end of its run. Well, it's also the special effects, and it's it's, it's too much. Like it's, it's a much. it's a lot to just pick up and take everywhere you go. I mean, I remember for the Lyric Theater, it was under construction for a very long time. The, very long time. The the thing that came before it was like a Cirque du Soleil show, and the only reason why they even picked that theater was because the theater was equipped to, for all the like special effects and the amazing things that they were gonna add to the play itself. I can I can only imagine. Like you can it would be impossible to probably do half the stuff that they do. Um if they were to break it down and make it simpler for a national tour, it just wouldn't be the same. It would yeah. have to be something similar towards like um what the Hamilton tour does sometimes where it's like they'll stay in a location for months maybe, but even then like if they had to reconstruct some parts of a Broadway, an old Broadway theater, Uh, I don't know what they could do for other, you know, local theaters. So if you're complaining that you can't watch the cursed child near you, know that it takes a lot of work. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why it's only at what five locations right now. Don't quote me on it. Hashtag allegedly. Hashtag allegedly. We've got (laughs) London, we've got New York, San Francisco, Australia, and I think Germany. Yeah. I think so. So you might be close to the five, but that's still hashtag alleged. alleged. Oh, did yeah. you say Chicago? I did not say Chicago. I think it's in Chicago. Oh, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That I know does for not sure sound Francisco familiar to me. And New York. But and Australia yeah. is for sure too. We yeah. don't do our research before we start recording, <laughs> we just kind yeah. of wing it. It's fine. Literally my whole life. Yeah. So but, jumping uh, into uh, the play uh there's a couple of things i guess like right off the bat that we start to discover like we say things like for voldemort and valor and there's some like weird Uh, gang sign that goes with it the aesthetic is so cool for oh it's it's you know what (laughs) for not liking the time travel plot structure that they gave this this is so cool being able to see a world where voldemort did succeed because you get stuff like for Voldemort and Valor, for Voldemort and Valor, whatever the case may be, it's just so funny. Yeah, it's so. Funny. And to tie it into hashtag political themes, yes. yes, this is very reminiscent of Nazi Germany. Yeah, and yeah. Hitler's oh, yeah. reign. Absolutely. The Voldemort and Valor, the hand signals. Mm-hmm. That's very true. This guy's gross. The culture. Yep.
1: Just so, everything about um,
0: the culture, like the superior race that uh, like uh-huh. the insignia would be everywhere. It's just it's very That's much very true. Yeah. That is very, very true. I never put that together. Wow. Yeah. I'm so thankful for this podcast. Yeah. I'm <laughs> glad I'm married <laughs> to a history major. For real. So um, some other changes that we noticed right off the bat, Um, they call Scorpius the Scorpion King, hell which oh, honestly hell just hell makes Scorpion me think King. of The Rock. <laughs> the, the Rock? rock? Yeah, because he did that movie called The Scorpion King. Oh, i didn't even know guys. that. Do hashtag multi-fandom hashtag look at us I, I think it's tied into the storyline of like the mummy like after all of that occurs there was like a dude uh-huh. who was in love with the lady who's like in love with the mummy and it was like a it's like a whole thing i don't know that i'm explaining it right but hashtag multi-fandom shout out to dwayne the rock johnson wow. who listens to this podcast so you're in great <laughs> company if you're listening i mean we wish <laughs> i just tell straight lies so uh the scorpion king is popular he's athletic yeah. he's feared by other students he is basically the opposite of everything we know scorpius to be <laughs> oh, it's oh, so, oh so funny yeah I literally, um, I literally wrote that in the google doc by the I way i know <laughs> in all caps <laughs> in all caps oh, but, oh, oh yeah so draco is now head of magical law enforcement which is corray Um, and Scorpius is able to get through to Draco. Like, they have this whole meeting in Draco's office because Dolores has been suspicious of Scorpius because he's been doing all this research on like Harry Potter and how he died and what happened, and all these things are occurring. And Draco is like super upset because Dolores is like, What's going on with your son, bro? Get it together, make him fall in line. Um, So Scorpius is kind of, like, having a conversation with him, and he's able to, like, get through to his father by bringing up that Astoria always said that Draco was a better man than Scorpius knew. And in that moment, like, I shed so many tears, and I was just like, this poor, poor man. So I thought it was really nice that... Okay, remind me, is Astoria dead in this storyline, too? Yes. Which is weird. Like, so no matter what the storyline she's going to die scorpius loses his mom that's hella depressing It's very super sad. depressing but it's also very confusing because like we touched upon before we kind of have you know the storyline that happens in book three where like time is set and things will happen no matter what like fate has already occurred and then mm-hmm. with the start of this book we kind of got like you can mess up everything and nothing is set and you can change it all but then there are certain parts of the story that remain, like, a fixture. Like, Draco is always Scorpius' dad. Like, Scorpius always exists. Astoria always dies. Like, things like that are set, but everything else is different. So, it's kind of weird. If that makes sense. I but think Marianne is giving the... me a piece like it does not make sense. <laughs> so, yeah. So, even though, I mean, I guess some things are are, are set in this world. I don't know. It's just weird to me and I don't like it. It doesn't make sense. No, it is. It's just not okay, man. But you (laughs) know what I do what I do love is that every single time and every single timeline, Draco still wants to be redeemed. I absolutely love that. I still Yeah. One of the many reasons why I love Cursed Child and I think, you know, Draco and Scorpius were probably the two best written characters in this play just because of that just because of Draco wanting to you know be a better person after having his relationship with Astoria and you know having Scorpius and everything like that I'm just like yes and even in this Voldemort world he still wants to be better can I just say Marianne just totally stole my note right out from under me
1: (laughs) it's literally the
0: next line on the document (laughs) sorry well, ladies, I think you all should know that I no longer think Draco is a yes! real great character. What? Okay, you heard so it here talk- first, bro. <laughs> we broke the news. So literally today I was finishing listening <laughs> to our episode because I listened to it as we drive. And for like the fourth time, I heard myself come for Elizabeth being like, she called Draco mediocre. And I was like, I all right, damn. Buddy, like, time. down." Yes, it was like four separate times that I did it. And I was like, damn, I went hard in the Definitely pain. more. And you know what? I will not apologize for that behavior. you were I, just apologizing. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to take it back because you deserved it. <laughs> but I'm happy that you've released an apology statement and I'll let it die now. But never forget. Okay, I will forgive you, but I will never forget that. <laughs> Hashtag never forget. Oh, I like that. Hashtag hold a grudge. <laughs> Let's not hold grudges. Let's be friends. <laughs> that might Let's be a all good forget. one. Let's all forgive each other. Like Drake will Let's forgive not. himself. No, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's Okay. okay, so anyways, we also found <laughs> out that in this world where Lady V reigns, Cedric became a Death Eater.
1: Ugh, Which is like, so
0: odd, like what? I not like this. It's like the reasoning is because his life became so depressive that he became a Death Eater, like... I literally can't roll my eyes hard enough. It's ridiculous. Like, like I was so humiliated by my balloon hand that I decided to I dedicate my life to the dark arts. It's dumb. It's such a cop-out, but it's whatever. Such a, it's such a leap, I think, from <laughs> you like, know what? who we know of Cedric as a character. Well, all of the characters are a leap from all of their previous selves. <laughs> but this scene was definitely not written by J.K. Rowling. No. So, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. But how funny if we're saying that in all the scenes that we hate were really written by J.K. Rowling. <laughs> well i mean i mean i've lost i've lost a lot of respect for her recently so i would believe it exactly she was never like my fave human being because of past stuff like you know like suing fans and whatnot i won't get into it because we're talking about the Chris Charles right now but i mean this her recent behavior has solidified my distaste so (laughs) in bigger news we find out can i get like a dramatic sound effect please all right also for a drum roll snape is alive what i <laughs> Sorry know for all idea. of your ears my bad are you, are you joking what i'm not joking they brought back some more trash to put inside the book of trash hey you know what <laughs> honestly i don't even hate snape as much as like i portray it just bothers marianne so i do it extra. So, yeah. I honestly seeing love Snape seeing Snape come back. Me too. I like seeing I Snape don't. come back. I like seeing Alan Rickman portray Snape, but that's pretty much where it ends for me. All right. <laughs> sorry. <gonna> <laughs> so, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, Scorpius goes to find Snape, who's now a professor <laughs> at the school because he's alive. Um and so he basically <laughs> is like, "Yo, are you a double agent?" which it's like, "Dude, most dangerous thing that you could possibly think of like let me go ask this greasy-haired fool if he's a double agent and risk my life idiot but, but i whatever. think it's so funny and it's so fitting for scorpius like i love this scene between him and snape <laughs> i'm because just, he's just like, just like Don't, I, I cannot either. you hate the dark lord right like You're also not a fan of him. Like, you don't have to, you don't have to lie to me. You know, I know. Like, hypothetically, if I said something, like, what would you say? Mm. He's like, honestly, he's like, do you hate Snape? Like, asking for a friend. (laughs) I can't. (laughs) <laughs> he basically tells snape his whole truth and he's like listen i went back in time i changed the tournament like you know like the goblet of fire stuff and he's like cedric well he's asking questions i guess and then it's revealed that cedric killed neville in the battle of hogwarts which is which is upsetting. Unfathomable. Oh my God. <laughs> no uh the only good thing of that honestly is that it shows us like how important neville was to the original storyline because without him, yeah. like look at what happens so i mean like that's a positive but surrounded by so much negative so yeah
1: even I in this world though way.
0: snape makes a dig about neville and i'm an idiot and i didn't write down like what he says but he like throws shade at neville he's like uh, that irrelevant dude yeah i hate that guy You mean (laughs) the man who is almost a chosen one and is supposed to be the hottest guy ever? Listen. (laughs) Sorry, I Uh really am in love with Matthew Lewis. He's so fine. Well, then stop giving me shade for my Tom Felton obsession, okay? (laughs) It's okay. I'm part of the Longbottom fan club. Listen, maybe one of them will be at LeakyCon and I will literally die. But, anyways. Wow. Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> uh, Wait, I, hope, I hope Matthew Lewis would be there because his wife is from Orlando. Yeah. Oh, that would be exciting. That would be very exciting. So it's like they can just And then visit maybe he'll home. be like, oh, yes. yeah. Like, I married a fan. Like, you can marry a fan. There's this girl named Jenny. Like, I don't know if you've met her. It could be like a whole thing. My life could literally skyrocket right now. Wow. But, anyways. Know, but I'm still rooting for a. Uh, Emma yes I mean yes but still Emma and Tom but also like your best friend Jenny so (laughs) anyway back to Snape being trash so okay (laughs) Snape is not having like any of this like Scorpius asking questions thing like he's still trying to be like no bro like I'm bad to the bone Mm -hmm. and then Scorpius is like but Lily and that's what Snape finally like he gives in and he's like, okay, well, now I'm going to take you to the secret room at the base of the Whomping Willow, which is super problematic because his obsession with this woman is just why it transcends timelines. But <laughs> I cannot. Bro, it's like, it it astounds me that even in all of these separate timelines, he is so obsessed with yeah. Lily Evans yes. Potter. That he continues to be a double agent way past than he needs to because the woman who never really loved him back would have wanted it from him. <laughs> Elizabeth is so mad right now. She's so, so I'm not going to comment so much on it because Ooh, I really want to save it for a episode. <laughs> but I will say that this dude feels like somebody that like Taylor Swift would write a song about. You know, like he would probably be on her social media. She'd probably be like, "You need to stop this unhealthy behavior." It's just I can't. I so, feel like he is Taylor Swift. He's the one writing songs. Don't so you me. dare say that. First of all, I just watched Taylor Swift's documentary today. I oh was my not god! A fan. Yes, really? we're gonna have a hashtag multi fandom but... moment. But so we're gonna go on a small, very small tangent about Taylor Swift. I did not like that girl. I did not trust her. But I did watch her documentary to help educate my opinion, and damn if I like her now. She yes, like girl. A very nice girl. Yes, yeah, so she's. Don't you really nice. dare compare Snape to Taylor Swift. You shut your mouth. I mean, but, I'm not comparing her. I'm just saying, like, I know what you're Snape saying. is yeah. very much like in his room crying and writing songs about Lily. He's like, you're the reason for the tear drop my guitar. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, back to the base. My wand. <laughs> I feel like it wouldn't be teardrops like it would be grease drops from like his hair (laughs) oh my god do you know what Snape reminds me of honestly you know it's like when you're going through like a breakup or like the guy that you match with on Bumble like you're not gonna get married to him and you go through like your small depression where you're like yes like let me eat ice cream and not wash my hair and like lay in my bed and close all the windows like I feel like Snape just had that moment, but he never came out of it. Like he finished his pint of like Ben and Jerry's, but then like he just bought another one. Like he didn't stop. That's just his personality trait. That's just like that's it. Like it just became his, his whole identity. Like, that just became well, his whole identity. Like it just never ended. I hope you all enjoyed this prime <laughs> Snape content before our Snape episode.
1: This is what gold. a danger. What's funny is that this is how I talk about
0: everything in life. Like, I will do this at work. I do this at home. So you're getting primed Jenny content. Wow. Back to the base (laughs) of the Whomping Willow in the secret room that Snape has decided to take this 14-year-old child to. Oh, my Uh, gosh. Here we meet um, two very important people, Hermione and Ron. Whoa. (sighs) They're cahooting with Snape. I know, which is like crazy, but what they did to Ron in the scene pisses me off more than oh, anything in the world. Yes, whatever. Really? this was. Oh my god, yes, like m- so even more so to me, even more so than like any other part of the play where he was yes. just like coming in for the jokes. Yep, one hundred percent. Yeah, because here it's like, like at least okay, you were in for the jokes. That's one thing, but here they just make him seem like downright dumb, and they make him seem less than. And I'm not here for it. Like I'm not having it. It wasn't Herm and Harry, the duo, with their sidekick, Ron. It was the golden trio. So it makes me upset how they wrote him into Mm -hmm. this scene. But we'll get there. So um, Scorpius convinces everyone, like Hermione, Ron, and Snape, whatever, that he is telling the truth about what's going on. And Hermione, like, immediately wants to go back in time to rectify what they did. Which, it just baffles me that the original solution for the storyline was, let's go back in time and fix this. And then they went back in time... And they messed it up. So the second solution was to go back in time to fix the time that they went back in time. <laughs> they messed everything up. And now the third solution is for someone else to go back in time where they went back in time after they went back in time to fix their problems. Honestly, this gets real confusing you now. So... But I, know. I, mean, I know. I mean, if you think about it, though, if I was them, I guess it's like either live with your reality and like try to mend it yeah. your reality as best as you can or you can, you know, go back and. Try. i totally agree with hermione like if i was hermione and i'm that good at like life i would have also been like okay <laughs> sit down child like i'm gonna go back in time and fix this especially because she had done it before yeah but it's just like as a storyline it's just like oh my god like i'm tired of reading about time whooshing True. And stopping and pulling I- i'm just over it yeah so yeah again at least watching it you don't care that the time changes so much because oh, no, then you see you the pretty don't. effects each time. And so, like, you're getting <gasps> <Yes>. angry. <laughs> you're, you're getting angry that they're going back in time again, but then you see the pretty lights. Oh, my God. The effects. Ar- I, just, I, I, can't do. I the cannot effect. deal with Elizabeth. Elizabeth is sitting in the room that they recorded, and she's literally, like, eyes glazed over, looking at the ceiling, like, because it's so pretty. You don't even know. You're like, oh, my no, God. I don't I know. It. We've established that I do not know. <laughs> it's just, it's so Pretty and it's i it's so absurd to me Listen. because I I really did hate this play and I'm just there like <laughs> staring at the special effects being like wow lights you're, just like, voom, voom. And you're like yeah wow, let's go back in time. <laughs> And then okay. you're like, why in the world do so, I just sound stoned right now. Yeah, <laughs> we do. Because you sound stoned. Uh, we're so, at a cult, remember? The Kershaw cult. <laughs> like, yeah, apparently they make you do drugs there. So... <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer, none of us partake in illicit drug usage. No. It's bad for you. Stay away from it. Stay in school. Warning. Go to college. The less money drugs. that you spend on drugs, the more money you can spend on our Patreon. Visit <laughs> patreon.com slash the three broomsticks. Moving on. Nice plug. Um, <laughs> so, uh, they go back this time to the first task and they're like, you know, trying to undid what the boys did. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So when they get back from going back in time and fixing the Expelliarmus and all that, um, they do not end up in the same physical location from where they left from when they first time traveled, which is problematic because, one, well, that's how the time turner is supposed to work, according to literally every other plot line in the story. But, two, because Hermione and Ron were literally living, like, underground. And now they're physically not underground. They come back to time and they're above ground. So the Dementors are looking for them and they've been authorized to give Hermione and Ron like the Dementors kiss. So now we're having like a big problem. So basically Hermione and Ron come to the realization that, you know, obviously in another life they have children and they're married and they're very much in love with each other. This is like literally all happening as they're like outside (laughs) surrounded by like scary Dementors and like uh, more in line with their actual like coming over the relationship in book seven where it's kind of like all hell is breaking loose and now is when you realize that you love each other really right now absolutely yeah yes so (laughs) ron bless him, is um is like i guess he's the one that stops and says something he's like yo like we're married we got kids and hermione's like they're after me like just go like go with snape go with the kid and he's like bro i'm not leaving you and so actually they embrace and i think there's a kiss written into the scene and then literally the Dementors take them and physically rip them apart and then give them the Dementors' kiss and they have no more souls it's all very sad no So now that we've finished that kind of little storyline before we jump into the rest, I'm upset with what they did with Ron in the scene, because this is the scene that I mentioned in part one of the episode. But basically, like, Ron comes in, and Snape is like, you're not really wanted. Like, Hermione's the one that's wanted. Like, you're kind of useless or whatever. And they also have him, like, holding his wand backwards when he's raising his wand to, like, defend themselves against, like, Scorpius, like, coming in and they don't know who he is and, like, that whole thing. Mm -hmm. And it just bothered me because I'm, like, he's not that stupid. Like, Ron was not a straight-A student, but he wasn't bad either. Like, he wasn't bottom of the barrel. And it just really irked me. Maybe in, maybe in that timeline he was. I don't know. They just, they super dumbed him down. They did it just bothers me because listen. snape is still grouchy like hermione is still smart but like all of a sudden ron is like three steps dumber and it just doesn't make sense to me
1: yeah maybe he
0: needed harry in his life i mean he did have him for the first you know 17 years in that storyline but maybe harry challenged him or something i don't know i'm trying to find he wasn't um, that dumb when he was in school like he shouldn't have been that dumb as an adult so yeah like for him to not hold his wand correctly that's dumb that is dumb. exactly is so Thank you. dumb Thank you oh, for supporting geez. me during this time. Like, not even first year Neville would do that. Or maybe first year Neville would do that. I was about to say, maybe not first year second Neville. Year, not, not, second not second year second Neville. Second Neville. maybe Neville. Not third year Neville. I don't know. So, um, Snape is then caught by Umbridge. Um, well, because they're like trying to run away after Hermione and Ron have given them like this jump start or whatever. And then Umbridge is like, you yeah, know, like, what are you guys doing? The like, where are the arts? She is the worst. It's been scientifically mm-hmm. proven. But she's like, yo, like, like, why are you guys roaming the yards? Like, what's going on? Like, Scorpius has been kind of suspicious lately. Like, what you doing? And Snape, the idiot, can literally be, like, the best liar on the planet for all these years. And then all of a sudden, he's like, oh, yeah, like, we're going to the castle. And the castle's behind them. And she's like, well, you're not facing the right way. Like, where are you going? You know what? That's so true. Like, Snape has (laughs) made (laughs) a living lying to Voldemort constantly. And he makes this dumb mistake. Exactly. Like he can literally like hide his thoughts and be a true occlumens or whatever to Voldemort and his legitimacy. He can lie to everybody, but he can't be like, yeah, Umbridge, like we're going for a stroll in the forest so that I can teach Scorpius how to be like a Death Eater. I don't know. Whatever. We can go do bad things. That's so true. He just couldn't lie to Umbridge. Like what the heck? Like, come on. Because Umbridge is worse than Voldemort. Uh, Listen. Umbridge is worse than Voldemort. So Snape was like pooping his pants. No. No. (laughs) no. Just no. (laughs) I don't accept this narrative. (laughs) This is the one time where I will always give Snape credit. Snape is way too smart for what they wrote in there. I agree with that. Me and Elizabeth are very much on the same page Snape-wise. But... (laughs)
1: snape so whatever snape
0: for Snape episode man it's gonna I happen think, eventually i think we're we're asking too many questions for the people who wrote this play i don't <laughs> think they thought they didn't put too much thought into these holes that were they didn't clearly think. pointing out so they did not think yeah they did not <laughs> i won't say it again but you know how i feel <laughs> so um Snape basically sacrifices himself. He's like dueling with Umbridge. And I think he dies or they kiss him. I don't know. Something happens to him and it's bad. Yes. So I'm sorry that I didn't do a better job of writing that. (laughs) But um, Scorpius is like able to get away. And so he succeeds in taking Albus. Guys, there's something wrong with my note here. (laughs) Help me out. Yes, there is. Scorpius (laughs) is able to go back again like in time yes and like uh-huh. fixing so now when he oh comes yeah back, right Alvis he goes bad. back to fix the second task thing that they did right yeah yes yeah. you're right you're right okay i'm sorry future you, you just it. don't you. love you you had a lot but, of tab things going on it's just the time travel is very confusing in this it, moment like it really is <laughs> yeah okay. act three is just like time travel time tower time it's too much it's insane it's fine <laughs> So, Scorpius succeeds in going back to the second task after all three of these adults have (laughs) risked their lives for him. And he goes back to the second task. He fixes everything that he did. Boom. Time starts to move again. And he's pulled back into, like, the present. And we know that he succeeds because Albus is back there with him. And they're in the lake again. So... Even though the time turner wasn't working previously and they ended up in a different physical location, now it works and he ends up back in the original physical location in which he tra- traveled from. Very confusing. <laughs> so Harry and co, which I believe was like Harry, Ginny, McGonagall, Hermione, Ron, and Draco. Yes. Um, don't quote mm-hmm, me. Exactly. Catch up to them now. And so they're like, yo, we know what you've been doing. So Professor McG- <laughs> Professor McGonagall yells at everyone. That's my note. Like she's not discriminating. She's mad so at some point after like everything is settled and like they get the children back harry has another dream and lady v is involved so while the dream is happening what oh the whole dream thing girl mm, 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 mm. issues like what is this connection with his scar there is no connection they just wrote they wrote fan fiction (laughs) like, like a bad thing- bad fiction like it's not even a good fan fiction so the only thing i can think of as to why like his scar was hurting and they had dreams is like maybe there was like this old part of him since they were messing with the past and the past still had the horcrux in him that like it still was somehow connecting as i'm saying this it sounds so dumb no, it doesn't like, sound dumb, but it's like just... the Horcrux was like connected to him through time. And so, as things were being manipulated in time, and Harry's future self was being more connected to his past self, that that's <laughs> this why is dumb. things were happening. But it still doesn't make sense because Harry literally no longer has any piece of Voldemort inside of him, like it died, it's done. So the I don't only give thing crap that like Delphi's coming and like the thought of Voldemort coming back is like coming like again because like there's no Voldemort in Harry. This was established. <laughs> this is why Voldemort turned to Elizabeth is about to cry. This is why he died. <laughs> this is why the movie decided to turn him into dust. I think Elizabeth's fan theory had more oh my thought God, we put can't. into it than but we the whole box Listen. <laughs> I'm moving on because we'll be stuck here all night. So, God. Uh, at the same time <laughs> that the other dream, like that he's having, okay, is happening, we flip back to Hogwarts and Scorpius does honestly the only thing that he has ever done in this book that pisses me off. But Scorpius reveals that he kept the Time Turner, that he so he dumb. everybody wanted it. When the adults caught them, they were like, "Give me the Time Turner," and Scorpius was like, "Oh no, like it must be at the bottom of the lake." Here's problem number two with with that whole thing. Other than it pisses me off, so that's point number one. Point number two, these whole wizards, okay, whole (laughs) adult wizards, okay, are like, let's dredge up the lake. Like it's insinuated that they're speaking to the mer people to empty the lake for a little bit to look for the time turner. So you're gonna tell me just like gotten it for them girl are you a wizard or not use your wand and just be like assio time turner -turner. it probably had protective magic to stop people from doing that no i'm not having it i'm just not you're gonna tell me that the litwick couldn't find a way around that bruh i'm just gonna say i was gonna mention this later but i think the a flaw in this story which I can see some reasoning why it would be okay, but it's just a flaw. Is that I feel like all the adults are like they feel useless. <laughs> they feel like they don't have their caca together, and it's like i I'm get, again. I'm gonna go back to the last episode where I talked about Harry not even getting, not even doing his freaking paperwork, and how old <laughs> are he is he? Like oh he's God. in his late forties, and you can't do your <gasps> oh. I feel so strong about this. You can't even do your paperwork. I can't. I honestly, yes, I almost I'm just. <laughs> this is not like usually protocol, and we usually avoid saying stuff like this. But Elizabeth does edit our episodes that take out some parts where I don't know, like I had to go pee, or like there's a dog barking, or whatever um elizabeth at this point in time has now edited if you're listening marianne <laughs> got so mad that these adults <laughs> don't have their stuff together that she used a curse word and elizabeth is mad because she's gonna have to find it i, and I, cut it out. I almost used a curse no, word no you was, used it no you used it it came out of your mouth, <laughs> of your mouth. You, i didn't complete you did the word laugh. you did your nervous laugh and then you look at elizabeth <laughs> like oh my god is she gonna stab me because Elizabeth is the most strict about that stuff. oh can even talk about no, podcast. I am not the most strict about it because I said ass in the last <laughs> well, episode. Well now you said it again. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't cut it out because it's t- you technically don't have to cut it out for a family friendly podcast. You see, but Elizabeth knows the rules. So sometimes also, like I say stuff and I look at you like, Oh man, like am I gonna get a job. My this? kids use this all the time, but ass is in the Bible, so Oh my god okay i'm not touching the harry potter podcast to summarize my point is that (laughs) this might be the harry potter brand however it they took this to a whole new level and made the adults useless and i'm not for it and that's my piece well maybe they seem useless because we're in the point of view of scorpius and albus and because oh you know i like that and and like the point of view of the series is from the children and so children always think adults are useless i guess especially when we were teenagers like oh my god i felt like i could do everything better than my parents i'm like why why are you struggling so much with this it's just this i guess (laughs) but they're so useless it's so funny because you're saying that and i'm like oh yeah totally when i was a teenager i thought my parents were useless and now i'm like these smart human beings teach me your ways now i'm like damn you're living are right is so hard everything. it's so hard to do but even then like i might have thought an adult was useless but i would have assumed they did their paperwork oh my I'm god moving i can't do doing the paperwork i'm moving on I'm moving i know on. So... all right so because harry had the dream he's now looking for these children to be like yo I'm having dreams I guess I don't know so they discover for like I don't know the third or fourth time in this book that Albus and Severus are missing yet again and I'm really getting sick of reading the same story within the same story like every couple pages (laughs) so oh I'm sorry I I skipped over my last note but my last note literally says I'm tired of this trend (laughs) so I guess I was on brand yep yeah. But yeah. So Delphi shows up. Uh, I don't know. She was at the old folks' home and now she's like, let me visit my friends. But uh, they're trying to destroy the term. The time Which is not strange at all. Not strange at all. Yeah. But it's because been... Albus and his little horned ox elf sent her an owl and was like, just so you know, girl, like, I respect you. Like, I want you to know what we're doing. So she's like being Albus. super shady in the scene. Like, this is where we see Delphi's like true color start to come out. So she is like, (laughs) give me the time turner. Like I'm so cute, and Elvis (laughs) is like, oh my god, I love you. So he's like, oh my god, like you want to go like make out? So basically, she's like, nope, I got the time turner. Now I'm gonna bind you magically with ropes. So, not to lie though, I love that scene. Like I don't. While I was reading it, I was like, what the heck? Everyone says that they saw uh, Duffy coming, like being evil and stuff, and I I never did. I did not see it coming either. I should have. I was dumb, I guess. I don't know. But I never saw it coming. <laughs> I was and dumb too. like, <laughs> it's fine. I didn't like this scene, but honestly, seeing it, I was like, yes, girl, you get it. Like, you trick them. Be evil. Like your Ooh, mom. Let's relax. No. I never liked her. Really? Uh, yeah, I don't know. She's... It's like evil. Well, well, you don't know that she's evil the whole time. <laughs> you didn't yeah. like her in the beginning even the first time you read it no i never liked her wow i was like this is a shady bee with an itch
1: wow. well now
0: going back i'm like concerned for my well-being that i didn't notice that anything was going on because i'm like yeah Me this 26 too. year old can totally invite these children <laughs> to go visit her like she's i'm too trusting yeah oh like now i'm just like how did i not get kidnapped but you know i made it so here we are so At the same time that she's, like, binding these children somewhere on the school grounds, which, like, with all the enchantments that that are happening at Hogwarts, like, you don't have some sort of, like, alarm to be like, yo, somebody's getting bound over here. Like, it's just weird to me. But whatever. The Magic. scene, ugh, this is where it gets annoying to have written it, not to read it. But now we cut to another scene. Oh so basically, God. we cut to Ron and Hermione talking in her office. And here we find out that Ron was drunk at their wedding. And I yeah. am oh, a little oh, bit. I, Yeah, <laughs> but not like you remember what happened. Like you were yeah, not I drunk do. at the ceremony, okay? No. So, but it's just like it's irritating because one, like wizards don't have Snapchat. Like I can't just pull them up on my memories and be like, "Here's what you were doing, Elizabeth." But second, maybe it's they like, do. You never know. No, I literally know because remember, Muggle stuff doesn't work around wizards. Okay, so number two, what? <laughs> it's like, why do we continue to do Ron dirty? Like, not only was he dumb in a past life, apparently now he's just a drunken ass, and it's just making me very upset. But yeah, basically. I feel like the Ron that I think of and I believe, like I knew, reading wouldn't have gotten so drunk at his wedding that he wouldn't remember. I feel like no, oh, yeah, he was so in love with Hermione that he would have at least remembered, like, the absolutely, act of saying "I do" and like kissing yeah. his bride. Yeah, Duh. he would have gotten hella drunk after, like, for sure. Yeah, yeah right. mine, but I feel sure. like the way that the wedding would have played out, like. If you're basing it off the first time of books, it's like Ron would have been super nervous. Harry would have been useless as a best man because he doesn't know anything. And Ron would have been like stumbling over his words as they did their vows. But then he would have ended up saying like the super nicest romantic thing. Everybody would have been like, damn, bro, you got yourself a catch, Herm. And then he would have gotten super drunk. Fred and George would have, well, I guess George would have had some stuff. Oh, my (laughs) God. I'm sorry that we keep going there. I'm so sorry. It just came out. It just came out. I'm sorry. All right. We're going to continue to skim before Elizabeth loses it. So (laughs) Harry bursts into their office as I think he's like, let's get our vows renewed. But Harry bursts in and he's like, yo, I had a dream. We got to go get the boys. They're missing. And so everybody's like game planning. And Harry and Draco decide that they've got to go see Amos. And oh, so nutty. this is, yeah. So this is when they discover that Delphi is a fraud. Fraud. So while this is happening and they're discovering that she's a fraud, Delphi cut to the other group of people that were following. But Delphi is on the Quidditch pitch with the boys. And um, she's like, you have meddled with time too much. Like the first task and the second task are covered in too much magic. We're going to go back to the third task so now if you're keeping track we're going back in time to fix stuff that people went back in time to fix after people went back in time to fix what they went back in time to do so whoa (laughs) i know so she's gonna have the boys humiliate centric because she's like well actually like that super worked like he became a death eater now we have voldemort day i like where your head's at so she also reveals that there is a prophecy that she is trying to fulfill Dun, dun, dun. which is compared to the first prophecy it's literal trash like you might as well just i don't know start a dumpster fire with it but um basically the prophecy is when spares are spared when time is turned when unseen children murder their fathers then will the dark lord return and then she kills craig So, which I feel bad for Craig because he just like, he just walked in on like the wrong moment in time, but it's got nothing on Sybil Trelawney, who was a fraud, but had a good prophecy. True. Wait, does it say who said that prophecy? Was it Sybil? No, it doesn't. Mm -mm. It would be kind of cool if it was Sybil. It doesn't say it in my notes. I don't know if it says it in the book. Man, can someone fact check us? Like one of our, I listeners. think I would have written that down though. Like if it was her, but yeah, maybe so. Maybe if that? Joe said it somewhere, I really want to know. Yeah, I need to know. Is like Sybil, like the Voldemort prophesizer? Prophesizer. Ooh, that would be interesting, actually. But yeah, so after the weird, funky prophecy and killing of the Craig, they go back in time again, but and I, I feel like I should have started like some sort <laughs> of count. <laughs> But whatever we should have i hope there's people out there counting how many times how many time jumps yeah well whatever so <laughs> I was trying to figure out what my note meant i put she flies like her papa p.s oh <laughs> she does the weird voldemort flying thing without the broom is what i meant to type <laughs> but i just made like a random note so (laughs) bs i made some of these notes like while i was walking through target so this might explain some of it but okay wait before we move on i want to go back a little bit to the prophecy what is it with these uh baltimore and his family's obsession with prophecies like it, are prophecies like that big in the wizarding world that once you hear it, like that's it. It determines your whole life. Like I feel like if I heard a prophecy, I'd be like, nah. I'm too good for that by uh, Maybe it's something where I think it's I think like a Voldemort it's, thing. Maybe it's prophecies exist, but once you hear it, it's kind of fixed. So No. Uh, because to doesn't Dumbledore say it. that doesn't Dumbledore say that, like, Voldemort cemented that prophecy into happening because he chose Harry as the boy that was going to, like, defy him? And that's what yeah. gave Harry some yeah, of that well, power. Voldemort never heard the full prophecy. Yeah. Oh, but, I mean, oh. I know. I mean, pop- prophecies must be popular or at least not popular or not common, but they must at least be something that happens every so often. Because when they walk into the Department of Mysteries, there's, like, row upon row upon row of all those prophecies. Maybe it's and like we know astrology. that... Like, astrology in the Muggle world... Yeah, maybe like it's like you, horoscopes or whatever. Like, if yeah. you believe it and that you can, like, assimilate whatever you think of that day into your, I was going to say Horcrux, into your horoscope. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe it's just, like, I think it's mostly, like, a Voldemort thing because he was so obsessed with power and, like, so obsessed with what was going to happen with him that he was just like, I need to know everything and I need to plan for everything. And yet he did not use, know everything and not use all of his resources. Because the guy's so- an idiot. Yeah, I guess that's a nice family trait he passed down to Delphi. Yeah, what? An, that girl's an idiot too. Everybody's an idiot. So Cedric idiot. stops Delphi. Oh, god! I did such a bad job at this one section of the notes. To be honest it's with okay. you guys. But, um, okay, so they're going back into the third task, which, if you remember, is the maze. And so, basically, um, Scorpius and Albus are like, dude, all we got to do is stall for five minutes, and then the time turner will take us back to where we need to be, and, like, we'll be able to, like, stop Delphi. But Delphi's like, "Mm, suckers, like, I'm on to you. So, she's trying to, like, force them to do stuff. And, basically, Cedric happens by in the maze and stops her and frees the boys, Um, but Dalphi is, like, super upset that he's done this, so she just picks up the time turner and goes back in time yet again. So, the way that they wrote it in the book is kind of unclear, but obviously, Albus and Severus must grab on to a piece of the time turner or be close enough to her or something, but they also time travel with her. So, I guess after all of this happens, she destroys the time turner. So, now they're stuck in whatever time it is that they've landed, which they don't know when it is yet, uh, but they can't, like, get back to where they need to be. Amazing. It's this is this is like what now, mind you. I, I'm gonna point this out for people who aren't paying close attention. Remember, they were back in time, and while they were back in time, like in the past, they went back in time. So dumb. So dumb. I, I'm just, just so annoyed. Back in time, exactly. So it's just really making me very upset, but <laughs> whatever. It's the book, so we shall continue. Um, they so like I said they don't know when they are, but at the same time that this is happening. Harry and Co, as I started referring to them, are trying to find out like anything that they can about Delphi and like what's going on and who she is. And so Ginny unscrews like some sort of oil lamp, because I don't like mm-hmm. why not, <laughs> and because um, <laughs> uh, it, 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 it has to do with it has to do with a really cool special effect. I was gonna say like oh, I'm not gonna yes. say what it is. But the end of Act 3 is oh my, my favorite, 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 favorite. Thank favorite you her for experience. sharing that information with us. It's very valuable to the people who haven't been there. But anyways, I mean, I'm you just mentioned saying it's like what, random you, that like well, Jenny wouldn't screw a lamp. Like well, that's because, what I was saying Because it, it, has to, it ties in with what happens in the scene. But unfortunately, I, do, I we're hashtag keeping the secrets, So I can't explain why she does that. And okay why it's well relevant. whatever but there's a relevant i don't point think that they would have okay whatever i'm i'm just annoyed that she unscrewed this oil lamp randomly <laughs> and then boom parcel tongue comes out so because of course so <laughs> uh, harry can understand it because why i don't know I, you know what, great what is continuity. <laughs> <laughs> he shouldn't <laughs> and so Spirit yeah i wrote continuity. in like all caps like but why so yeah and then yeah. we just go straight into act Four. Oh. So, so good. I just, I, just, I know I, that, I keep that thinking scene, of that end, that last scene in Act Three. Oh my God, guessing every time. Every it is time. honestly because of that like last scene in Act Three that I'm like, they really can't move this show theater yeah, to theater. Absolutely, it's too big. Like it's too it's, big. yeah. Like just so everyone's aware. Like what they do at the end of this is like so huge and like happens throughout the whole theater. Yes. That you're just kind of like, oh my god, it's so, how is this possible? It it's, is so, it's so good. oh my god, I cannot. We need to do a uh, no keeping the secrets uh, Patreon episode. Yes, it's happening, guys. It's happening. Another reason why everyone needs to become one of our patrons and support our podcast, not only to help us financially and all the things, but also so we can talk about these things without the filter. Because oh my god, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> Jenny's so done with us. She hates really us right know. now. But we need, like it. Just... we need to say this and defend this oil lamp because you're a really different oil lamp. Yes, we do. We do. We, we do. You just don't understand. I'm sorry. <laughs> God. We sound terrible. I hate it. I hate keeping the secrets, but I also respect. Hashtag respects. Hashtag respects. <laughs> jenny's oh. looking at us so pissed i'm oh just so God. much you know we just have five minutes of no content it's fine <laughs> i think it's this is content i think this is content <laughs> and, it, <laughs> and it's sorry, for all you, am curling <laughs> over stuff that people have not seen yes great, great well great. there are there are, who are people who've seen fans, fangirling yeah. with us cool 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 cool, cool. Thank you for it's that fine. Brooklyn Nine Nine reference. Hashtag, Hashtag we'll see fandom fandom. <laughs> nine nine. So Okay, proud. so moving actual- on. Thankfully, the last act of this play. <laughs> it is really long. It's I so I feel long. like I'm just torturing myself by like reliving all of the stupidity. It's cursed. But here we are Car- with Hermione calling at another meeting at the Ministry because nobody can get Dorkaka together. So, Professor McGonagall is livid and she is all of us, okay? I feel like Professor McGonagall is just mad that this play was written and they wrote her into the play (laughs) like that. So so now, now. She's like, damn it. I didn't sign up to be here. It's like she's mad that she has to be involved with this trash. Oh my God, that's the best analogy I've ever heard. You're welcome. I think it's funny, though, that I started this podcast by being like, guys, like, my feelings towards this play have, like, softened. Like, I kind of like it now. And then little by little, as we've been going through the notes, I'm like, nope, I hate it. Roasting it. So uh, now, thank you, sweet, sweet JK Rowling. We get the Draco redemption that we all want and deserve. Yeah. So basically, everybody's roasting Hermione, as they should be, for being dumb at this ministry meeting. And Harry's like, yeah, but it's my fault, too. And Ron's, Ron is, like, oh the God. worst. He's like, well, I'm pretty sure that my kids have nothing to do with it. But, like, whatever. Like, I guess I'll say it's my fault, too. And I'm like, shut up, Ron. But, like, Jenny's like, I'm going to take the blame, too. But then Draco mm-hmm. stands up and he's like, Hermione and Harry have done nothing wrong but try and protect us all. If they're guilty, then I am too that's a direct quote getting emotional because he's just so fantastic and i'm on the same side it's just really beautiful i wrote my body has left this earth because (laughs) i was just so emotional at the time that i was writing about draco so you were D-E-D I, dead. I was D-E-D dead. If I could say the coffin emoji out loud, I would. You, you know it's my favorite love one. that coffin emoji. I send it every day yes. at least like five times a day. I love that emoji. <laughs> and it represents me perfectly right now because I'm D-E-D dead. But I wrote, I don't even know what I wrote. I'm just going to read it for the first time since I wrote it to you all. I said thank you to this book for showing me how much I love Draco Malfoy in the end. That's that was my note. That's exactly how you talk, though. Yeah, it is. I write exactly how I talk, which is why, if you have access to our Patreon notes, you'll just get to know me, girl. (laughs) So (laughs) the boys are at, okay, so wait, now we're back. We're back again. We're switching it up. (laughs) We're back with Albus and Scorpius, if that wasn't confusing enough. But the boys are at a train station and they finally figure out that they're in 1981. October thirtieth, nineteen eighty one. Oh, I know. Thank you. Oh my God, you guys are so good. I wonder what that is. is. I wonder. I wonder what's about to happen. (laughs) Elizabeth is the best. So Delphi (laughs) is trying to stop Lady V from attacking the Potters at all how she thinks that this would work like, out in her favor for her to like live is beyond me also I gave you guys a dramatic pause so that i could get some sound effects that i didn't get them but oh how, yeah oh sorry but how does she also like <laughs> believe how does she also believe she's gonna be able to stop him she's gonna be like hey daddy so like stop no don't do it uh, could you imagine go. just close your eyes for a second okay <laughs> yeah. and just imagine some rando chick Walking up to Voldemort, like, yo, what's up, dad? Oh, by the way, you're a dad. Hey, I'm your daughter. he's like, no, like, I don't sleep with people. And she's like, psych, you sleep with some people. And those people are named Bellatrix Lestrange. And he's like, dude, she's an Azkaban. What are you talking about? And then there's, like, this whole conversation that's going to ensue in the middle of Godric's Hollow in, like, a driveway somewhere. Like, it just doesn't – I can't, guys. I can't. (laughs) I'm so bad. I actually don't even think there would be, like, that much conversation. Like, I just think back to – I think it's book – 6 or book 7 Question in which allegedly. we get like Voldemort's point of view for the first time. Okay. Remember that we oh, we talked yeah. about it yeah. in our Boldy episode yes. and he like and he stumbles upon like the little kid who was like nice costume yeah, yeah. dude and in I his head you, mister. Yeah, and in his head he's like <laughs> <laughs> what would happen if this little boy did not return home to his mother i feel like he would do that with his own daughter yeah I'm like he would i'm dying because it's probably like he's literally walking down the street and that kid's like nice costume mister and then boom he she's like hey dad and he's like yo what like What's happening? Like right you now? did, and then she and she's like, "Oh, I can't <laughs> you did because of a magical time turner." And he's like, "You can't fool me. I know how time Could you turners imagine? work. Everything <laughs> is probably fixed like, okay." She's probably gonna be like, "Yo," like on the real though. Like we went back in time, and then we went back in time, and then we went back in time, and then we went back in time. <laughs> but like by the third time that she says that, he's probably gonna be so bored and like annoyed at how many times he's saying her. it that he just kills her. Like I feel he like would all of the these baseline. situations end up with just Voldemort killing his own daughter. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. he'd be like, oh, my God. I can't. He's probably like, I can't believe I slept with that psycho. Let me kill you now. But whatever. Let me put you out of your misery. (laughs) So basically, that's what (laughs) Delphi's doing. And the boys are like, let's go to Godric's Hollow because they know what day it'd be. So meanwhile, we're going to cut. We're going to cut again to the other group of people that we are following. Meanwhile, Harry has like an illuminating conversation with Dumbledore. Like, of course the he painting, does. Of course he he does. To. because he needs Because to Dumbledore has literally been gone; like, he's been out of his frame. Like, I don't know, yeah. eating jelly beans or whatever. But. <laughs> He's having like a conversation with Dumbledore, and he's like, "Dude, like my son, like what do I do? How do I find him?" And Dumbledore is like, the "Love is the greatest magic of all." Mm-hmm. And so then Draco walks in. <laughs> what a really great accent you did for Albus! Thank you so much. Dumbledore. So like, that was basically, really spot on. <laughs> so so Draco walks in, like as Dumbledore is like, "I gotta go, like I have an appointment." And they have they like Draco and Harry have a conversation about how Draco like, was head of magical law enforcement in, like, the other world where, like, Scorpion King was a thing. And then he says, oh, God, I'm going to get emotional, that he never wanted to be a ministry man, that that was just, like, all his dad's thing. He just wanted to play Quidditch, you guys. But he just wasn't good enough to do that, like, professionally. And so, he says, mainly, like, growing up, he just wanted to be happy. And then I wrote, my heart, God. separate note has been, separate note ripped, separate note out of my chest, separate note goodbye. And I cry. I, I, I love this character development.
1: I'm I just going to do a,
0: another quick plug for our Patreon.
1: <laughs> you know,
0: just become a $2 tier member and you get these beautiful <laughs> notes in which you get this five-tiered comment of Jenny <laughs> dying at Draco's the ridiculousness. Uh, like, like, story arc. It's so There great. is a lot of, like, jokes and stuff that I write in that I don't even read out loud, and they're pretty yes. good. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. And my, and my punctuation, my purple punctuation marks everywhere. <laughs> yes. When Marianne agrees with me in the document, she'll just add, like, a bunch of exclamation marks or, like, marks. <laughs> it's kind of good. So... Uh-huh. Draco <laughs> reveals that he has a time turner that his father had ordered. I like how he's so, just been sitting on this. Yeah. This entire you know time. What? I'm just gonna let it slide because he's a cool dude yeah. so and he kept brand, the so. secret listen I agree but you know what honestly like if I was Draco I would have done the same thing and I'm not yeah. just saying that because I like him I'm saying that because of like I mean why he kept it like all of those rumors about going back in time and like having Voldemort's baby like imagine if people found out that he like legit had a time turner yeah they would have been all over him he would have had no brand. peace it is on brand. So he reveals that him and Astoria had a child like anyway, like even though she was sick because she wanted him to have somebody once she died. And then he says she wanted me to have somebody when she left because it is exceptionally lonely being Draco Malfoy. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. We're dead. Cry your tears. Cry them. Let me give you a moment of silence. So <laughs> does anyone have after- to Need what? Puffs <laughs> tissues. Oh, my God. I get what you're doing there. So, oh, shameless plug. Go back and listen to our Puffs episode. Yes. <laughs> Bye, Puffs. But only only for the first row. Everyone else, you're sad forever. <laughs> <laughs> I see you, do So, soon after the play, like, writes in that Draco is a pure, pure angel, it also says that Draco looks up at Harry, and for the first time at the bottom of this dreadful pit, they look at each other as friends. Drarry, anyone oh, oh my god, god. yes yes shippers yes. <laughs> so, come out of their holes like yeah oh my god yeah can somebody like write to us just i don't know do it are you a dreary so, i want to, Let us know. I no no i'm asking a, oh or, like, like the fans our people the fans the stands I ship Draco with everybody because Draco compliments just everybody's life. He makes it better. He brings a (laughs) a certain elevation. I feel like I just need to bring back my Tumblr just to read a Draco fan fiction. Oh, my God. Patreon episode, anybody? Oh. Oh. Wow, that took forever. For that to go through the interwebs to get to you guys, yeah, it did. It I was did. like, "Damn, it oh. wasn't that bad of an idea." And then five seconds later, you're like, "Uh oh." <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> yeah. Um honestly, I wrote that this play just has so much wrong with it. But like I said before, like I'm happy that we both like we get both Draco's redemption arc and Scorpius period because they're just both great. As that's happening, Albus and Scorpius are trying to figure out like. Like, what to do? Like, how are they going to get a message to their parents? What's going on with this crazy lady? So, they're going to use, this is going to get a little bit complicated, but basically, they go through all of these scenarios that aren't going to work because, you know, it's 1981, and by the time that something arrives in the present, like, it'll either be damaged or something would have happened to it in the meantime or whatever. So, it's very, um, how do we say, convenient that... Yeah, The blanket that Harry gave to Albus, Albus before they had the big fight was left in his room and not touched because Ginny was like, don't you dare go in there. But we also know that Harry finds that blanket every Hallows' Eve because it's the only thing that he has left of his parents. But ah, what night are we on? Could it be? It's October 30th, right? Yeah. yeah. Or does it happen on the thirty first? Somewhere around. It there. would. It, I think it. I would don't happen know. On, I'm not yeah, a real Harry 31st. Potter fan. I just do this podcast for no reason. So, anyways, at some point, <laughs> Albus realizes that they need to write on this blanket so that Harry will seek it out on that night and find it, and he will see the message. And this, honestly, like this whole little plot line that's going on with the blanket and what they're going to use and all that stuff. This reminds me of like OG Harry Potter stuff. For yeah, that, I'm thankful. Yes. Thank you. So, they figure out that they're going to use tincture of demiguise on Harry's baby blanket in 1981 to write out a message, which will then react to the love potion that spills all over the blanket in present time when Albus throws it across his room when he's throwing his tantrum like the swirled brat that he is. When the love potion and the tincture of demiguise meet, they'll burn, etching a message into the blanket for Harry to find on Hallow's Eve. So... (laughs) It's a lot, but if you followed me, then congratulations. But it just sounds really convenient, but I still like it. Again, it's exactly what Jenny says. It's convenient. And again, I'm still not sure exactly why Harry would decide to give you know a 14-year-old his baby blanket. I still have my issues with We're not going to cover this again. We're not going to cover this again. Exactly. But that's just me. It's convenience. It was a plot device. As much as I kind (laughs) of like the whole, you know, Uh, I guess chemistry of figuring out, okay, well, this like certain moment is fixed because it's going to happen. The love potion, you know, spills on the blanket. So this is going to activate this. Like, I appreciate that, but uh, the blanket, why the blanket? Yeah. But what's really, and I didn't write it and I'm just thinking about it now, but what's also really cool about what's going on is that like obviously they don't just have like tincture of Demi guys in their pockets. They have to find yeah. it somewhere. But since they're in Godrick's Hollow, they get to go to Bathilda Bagshot's house. Mm-hmm. So that was also, yeah. I mean, kind of like okay, all right, bro. Like this is super convenient that she doesn't keep her doors locked and that she just has yeah. stuff lying around. But it's also kind of cool because you're like, oh, like Bethilda Bagshot, like what? So yeah. <laughs> so a lot basically, of, like, good throwbacks throughout the it show. is it yeah, is for sure so Wait, um, i just realized do we ever get hagrid yes we do we do get uh-huh. hagrid in the yeah the dreams oh huh. we do i don't remember that at all i'm sorry is hagrid <laughs> it's only in the dreams i don't think we ever get him in like i i'm gonna say the you present, don't get him in the present yeah no. but is it really the present or is it the future or is it the time? Like, is or the, is past it the time, time? time? Who knows? Who knows? They probably don't. Who truly know. Knows? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. So, even, I don't think even the playwrights know. So it's fine. So Harry goes into Albus's room, like for the first time since he's been gone, because he wants to find his blanket, and he does, and like he picks it up, and he notices that something is. I guess, like, off or etched in there or whatever. So, they receive the message after reading it. Which, by the way, like, Harry goes to just, like, throw the blanket on the floor. And Ginny is really the one that's like, what's this? And they start to read it. Thank God for her. I know. Thank God. (laughs) So, yeah. So, they are finally able to make out, like, what is written on the blanket. And so, they now know when and where the boys are. So, they send owls for Herm, Ron, and his new BFF Draco. And so... All of them go to Godric's Hollow together in 1981, <laughs> or into 1981. However, so now everybody's in the same time, and it's in the past. And this so, is when it gets so good. Yeah, like I honestly, like play wise or production wise, both. Like, both. I, I actually love this part of the play because I, I was like, "Oh my god, okay, everyone's there now. What's gonna happen?" Like I was. It's true. Yeah, I, it was definitely a page turner, and then just like the whole Godric's Hollow scene work in the show is also really good and like it's just so much tension and so much beauty and I just actually this is the one part of the play where like it gets me to love it again until Delphi speaks. Yeah. And then there's beauty in the moments as well like just the scene transitions going into Godric's Hollow and everything like setting up the setting is the choreography is so beautiful. Yo I didn't talk about that last episode but there's a wand dance oh my oh god, my god. Oh yes there's god. dancing in the stage production and yes. it's so beautiful and the music is amazing as well oh yeah uh, if you haven't listened to the music the soundtrack definitely listen to the soundtrack it is so good wand dance we almost is had one of those um songs like one of the soundtrack songs or whatever from virgin yeah. heap right is her name we almost had yeah, that as I mean, our opening we, remember yeah we did we did because yeah. i was i was obsessed with the wand dance yeah and I think that okay, the one so, I liked. Back to business. Um, the boys are finally reunited with Harry and everybody else, and Scorpio goes in for like a half hug with Draco, like they're not sure what to do. <laughs> and I just die because I think of the Lady V hug with Draco. Yes. <laughs> so another callback. There's so many callbacks. I love it. So they decide to stay hidden in Saint Jerome's Church. Um, thanks to thanks to the goddess that is Hermione. Um. But basically, it just allows them to have, like, a lot of vantage points. And it's, like, I don't know, a dope setting. So, Mm -hmm. um, I said, also, goddess Jenny realizes that Delphi has picked that date, like, in specific, so that she can see her father, Lady V. So, they deduce (laughs) that. Jenny's the smartest person in the world. Yeah. Oh, my God, So I'm obsessed with her. Yeah, absolutely. It's so funny that you're obsessed with her. I just can't especially because i hate movie her so much i you know? know i know it's just so funny like, to me play her is better than movie her it's crazy so sorry bonnie so sorry not gonna, I'm gonna glaze right over that one
1: they mm-hmm. deduce
0: that transfiguring into lady v will draw out delphi And they'll be able to catch her. So, basically, like, Delphi's in hiding, like, just wanting to see her father somewhere, Mm. secret, hidden, I don't know. And, basically, they're like, well, if we start walking, like, she doesn't know at what point Voldemort shows up. Like, that's why she went back earlier in the day. She has no idea when Voldemort shows up to the house. So, she's waiting. And so, they figure out, like, if they can transfigure into Voldemort and they can, like, you know, get her out in the open, then they've got a shot. So... (sighs) <sighs> mm-hmm. after a lot of volunteers like ron volunteers to transfigure into into what's his face lady V, and then draco is like no i should be the one and then harry in true harry fashion is like i've got to be the one it's me but it's I, mean, it's me. True, it's true, I think it's true though i think that it's true only because of the parcel time yes That's because prior to him making like that um argument my vote would have been for draco because he had a good argument too like you have to be familiar with the dark arts like he knows you know a little bit of how he operates or whatever i mean he was a death eater but it's the parcel really sold me on harry no what sold me on harry was that harry was inside of voldemort's mind multiple times I understand that. And at the end of the day... For that argument, Ginny could have been Voldemort. You know, she was controlled by him, and she knows how he works as well. So, But Draco saw, like, a whole different side that none of them saw. Because remember, like, he grew up with Lucius and Narcissa and Bellatrix and at Malfoy Manor. Like, he was there in the seventh book, like, living through all the stuff that Voldemort was doing. So, that would have been my vote. Yeah, but at the same time, you can still argue that Harry was too, because that's when Harry's dreams were at a peak, and he was constantly in Voldemort's mind... I mean, you can. I just I'm saying Draco could provide some of the same background or a different background. I think his background wouldn't be legit because he saw like the bravado of Voldemort and not like actual Voldemort where Harry literally had to share a headspace with him. I think sharing a headspace and basically a soul with someone is very much different than just seeing them work with your family. I mean, I guess. I, you're I, not changing my mind, though. I still would have voted for Draco. I would have voted... I would only, would only say... I mean, the, what sold me is the parcel tongue for Harry, but I think I That's what sold me, too. But I think what ultimately I would have thought about is... I'm sure it's a little different transfiguring into somebody, and it could be dangerous just, like, even just looking like them and being like them and then suddenly thinking like them. So I feel like it would have been safer with Harry... Like having to be that person. He was there because he's done it before. But if Matt, just you know, we already had a great redemption arc for Draco. God forbid he would have to transfigure like Valdi, and then you know all of a sudden he like is a little twisted oh, after that experience. I wouldn't have wanted it in the play. I'm just saying, like if I was there, right? Like if this was my life, if this was our and this was happening. Like, my vote would have gone to Draco, like, in the group setting, had mm-hmm. Harry not brought up the parcel tongue thing. Like, I really hadn't thought of that aspect at all. And then he was like, well, he's going to speak parcel tongue to make sure. And then I was like, oh, you right. So then I would have been like, yeah, Harry's got to be the dude. But before that, I felt like Draco just had a good argument. I just don't want Draco to lose his beautiful redemption arc. Because, God forbid, he becomes twisted after that kind of an experience. I feel like Harry would have been... You know, he can he can handle it, but then he also had the parcel tongue, so it's like, Duh, who else, guy? So the plan is basically to get Delphi into a certain point inside the church so that they can all quote unquote zap her. That's what Ron was, says. Wait, They're that. gonna zap her. Zap her? No. These like adults, all of a sudden we yeah. were Sabrina, the teenage witch, and they were like, we're gonna zap her. I, and not I like can't. the chilling adventures of sabrina the teenage witch like the old no. one yes yeah like the original like i point my finger okay and like glitter Nobody comes out of it be it's been. the 90s <laughs> okay yes. so um delphi sees harold who's really lady V right now and she starts towards him and so hermione calls for everyone to get in their place And then Draco gives us this glorious line. And he's like, Hermione Granger. I'm being bossed around by Hermione Granger. She turns toward him. He smiles. And I'm mildly enjoying it. And then I said... And then I wrote, Hermione shippers everywhere swoon. And then I wrote... And then I wrote, Jenny also swoons. Aww. And I wrote in capital letters, do not judge me. No judgment. No judgment at all. Like, yes. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, basically, Harry slash Lady V gets her inside of the church and she uh, tries to convince him that she's his daughter. Apparently, Rodolphus told her who she was and told her about the prophecy. So he's alive. Hashtag, I have questions. (laughs) So eventually, the transfiguration that Harry is wearing, using, whatever, starts to wear off and Delphi is suspicious. Um, But she sees, like, a door open and then shut really quick, and she knows that something is going on, and, like, boom! Attack time. And so, Harry is thankfully just as fast, because you know, he's an offer, and she magically seals the doors from their side of things, and she Mm -hmm. takes away Harry's wand. Which, like, I mean, at least bravo for being able to do that, because Harry is, like, formidable in that kind of aspect, but whatever. Yeah. Expelliarmus. Expelliarmus. (laughs) So um albus climbs through a grate in the floor and as she tries to kill harry albus throws him a wand then he unseals the doors that they used or whatever that were sealed shut and they all zap her quote unquote (laughs) and uh and then we have to read after this like she's like okay like taken care of or whatever and then we have to read about harry just like watching lily and james's death and it hurt me like in a personal way that was so unnecessary bro. and even like watching that yeah yo that was just so unfair to my emotions it was like i i I wasn't expecting to have to read that that was rude like It's already bad enough that we knew that we were close to that point in time. And just to have us have Harry witness that, like I feel that was so cruel with everything that Harry has gone through. Like I feel like that was so unnecessary. Like they could have easily just, you know, they missed it. They killed her just in time to completely miss it. And they could all go back like, why did it line up so perfectly that it was right at the moment that his parents were about to die and Harry being the sadistic mofo that he is decides to sit back and watch it and torture himself. It's just, there's so many like mental health issues going on here. There's so like there's just My so hairy heart. Like, there's just so much. And like you guys know I have a soft spot for Harry in general. So like I I sobbed and like I'm gonna cry right now. Like no. it's just not no. whoa. No. We're not crying. No, we're not crying for the cursed child. We are, we not, are crying. not crying for the cursed child. <laughs> <laughs> so Oh, my God, my voice is gone. Elizabeth's like, but. (laughs) It's just, it's really sad. It is so sad. And watching that is. Well, you know what? It's about to be unsad because we leave 1981. Okay. And we return to the present. Woohoo! About damn time. So Harry comes to school and he's like, yo, Albus, we're going to take a walk. I want to show you some stuff. And so during their convo, Harry says um, about, like, Albus and Snape. Like Albus Dumbledore, yes. that they were great men with huge flaws. And you know what? Those flaws almost made them greater. And I have a lot of feelings about that because <laughs> absolutely not. I mean, kind of, yeah. Okay, no, but we're just kind gonna, of a, Hold no. on. Hold on. This is content for both you are Snape right. and uh, Dumbledore's episodes. Uh,
1: it's Let's not, not get bad.
0: into it. Long term pin. Uh, Long term pin. Long term very... pin, pin. But we will get back to this very we problematic will. statement. Super problematic. Ah! <laughs> you just need to like, so, diffuse the tension, Marianne? Yes, that was me diffusing the <laughs> tension. Just trying to oh, diffuse the tension? Just happened. <laughs> I do that all so, the time I have to like release the tension that's like in my body and my soul so I'm just like ah. it's like when they're at yoga and they're like release the tension oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> that grinch <cringe> video yeah <laughs> that's me but like a little nicer not just like a screech it's like a huh ah. thank you for doing that already what four times for our <laughs> listeners just in case you know. You wanted to hear it again. We're here to give it to you. So, yeah. skipping over my feelings, it turns out that <laughs> um, Harry takes Albus to Cedric's grave because if he didn't want to be, you know, sad, too bad. And Harry says that he goes there every now and then to say sorry when he can. And then Albus is like, oh, I guess you're not all trash, Dad. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> And that's that's how we're gonna end it. Oh and I guess he's the cursed child. Not child. That bad. <laughs> and that's it. Is that is the end that of the cursed. child. Cursed. <laughs> okay. Well, so ladies. Ooh. Ooh, broom ladies. chicks. Broom chachas. Yes. What are your final thoughts now that we have heavily reviewed the cursed child? We've read it again. Ooh. Oh man. What are your thoughts? I am upset about a lot of things but I am thankful for Draco and Scorpius Uh, so I'm going to compare this like a painting I cannot remember the specific (laughs) name of the impressionist however you know those paintings that are made up of many dots So you Andy Warhol. No, No. that's like pop. No, this is impressionism where it's like the is it's not it's not Sunday in a Park with George. That is a musical, but it's based off of a specific painting where they use this um, technique. But my point is the analogy. Yes, you can live Google for me. That would be amazing. Oh, Jenny's also, I think, live Googling. Um, But it's like this impressionist painting. I think his name is Ren- Ren- something like that. Renoir. I could be wrong. However, this painting. Are you talking, I'm sorry, about pointillism? Is that what you're talking yes, about? Yes, pointillism. And they're yeah. like in a park or whatever? Yes. Yeah, I found it. What's the name of the painting? Well... Is, oh, here we go. It was like Google was not telling me for a second there. It was painted by Georges Seurat, which I'm sure I butchered okay. that name. But yes. it's called A Sunday Afternoon on the Island of La Grande Jatte.
1: Grande. No. I think Grungette. Grungette. I was
0: like I know that I'm butchering or, this. Or Jatte is the, is the accent on it. could be it. it could be. It it depends on whether or not the accent is on it. Yeah, and how it's spelled. But it's either not way. on Google, but yeah. If you guys are gonna Google this painting, you'll understand exactly what I'm about to say and how I'm about to explain myself and my thoughts. But okay. this painting is beautiful. If you okay. get really, really close to it, like literally about to put your face on the painting, you're gonna look at all those details and be and just see a bunch of dots. And you're gonna have questions, and you'll be like, Why the heck am I looking at a bunch of dots? This is stupid. And if you then you take a few steps back you start seeing the full picture together and you start to appreciate it a little bit more. And that's how I feel about the cursed child. Every time I put my face against the cursed child and start looking at all the details by themselves in their singular individualist fashion, I get upset and I nitpick and I'm like, why is this dot this color? Why is this dot this color? I do not understand. But then if I take a moment to step back and think about everything together, you know, the production, the script, the characters, just that idea and the possibility and the real reality of having Harry Potter On stage, then I see its beauty, then I appreciate the whole picture. So that is my relationship with the cursed child. That was I want to change my answer to Marianne's answer. I I know (laughs) that was such a a beautiful analogy. Thank you very much. I this this is how I think in life. Oh my god, I don't want to be in your brain, (laughs) seems very like confusing and convoluted. Oh it my is, god. Honestly. It is. This is why I have problems enunciating and pronouncing things. Because oh. it's a lot. Oh my god. A lot going on. This is a honestly. lot. <laughs> well, I guess, like, how the heck do I follow up with that? <laughs> Just give us a quick yes or no. Did you like it? Oh my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, we don't even know that. Okay, so my overall feelings are third time around i hate ron's character even more yes thank you like yeah it didn't even hit me how bad it was until i read it for the third time <laughs> and you're welcome god scorpius slow clap. god bless for scorpius the scorpion king give it up just a, <laughs> a little applause there for the scorpion king Love Scorpius, the Scorpion <laughs> the King. Scorpion I hope you appreciated King. all my special effects there. You struggled <laughs> to put those special effects together. Let me tell you, so struggled, but the struggle was worth it for the Scorpion King. The struggle was worth it. Scorpion King. The Scorpion King. Yeah. Wow. wow. What a time. What a time. I can't hey, believe that we hey. did another one of our big episodes. Hey, hey! Look at us. <laughs> Who would have thought? that's a it's a Paul Rudd meme <laughs> okay. it's a little harder when you don't have the video I can see okay, you, can, you can look it up later Paul Rudd when he was on the hot one oh. okay oh yep. you heard that I, I got it hey 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 look at us who would have thought I'm um, I'm pretty okay. I'm done we've now. We made it, so, guys. We made it. <laughs> it's it's very exciting that we finally did like another one of our big episodes because this is something yeah, that we've planned been a while. like since the very beginning. So that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, if we sounded any better to you, then mm-hmm. that is because we have beautiful, beautiful patrons that support Yay. us and we were actually able to afford to pay for a software that helps us sound better. Yeah, and that's exciting. Squadcast, shout out, they're amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah. They are amazing. So Shout literally out. from
0: the very first moment that like we signed on, I was like, "Oh my god, this is so much better. So much better." So, yeah. thank you Squadcast. Thank you yes. Squadcast and our wonderful patrons. Yeah, yes. for letting us be able to afford Squadcast. Yeah, I could literally cry right now. yeah <laughs> It is expensive. But yeah, so thank you. Yay, thank you to our patrons. Woo! thank you to everyone who listens absolutely and has listened to our ramblings about the cursed child for i guess a total of like four four hours hours. (laughs) what feels like four hours at least it's at least four hours maybe (laughs) more whoa wow that's wild this is why we are latinas and we talk too much But people seem to enjoy it. And thank you so much for always coming back. If you've been with us for all, like, what, 16 episodes of ours that are out? Or if this is your first or second episode with us, we appreciate you all. So thank you so much for your constant support. No. Yeah. This is truly not so cursed. This is not so much of a cursed episode. No, this one was better. This one was better. And that's all for today. Remember to look us up on social media. We're on Instagram at mm-hmm. the Three Broom Chicks. You can also follow us on the Twitter at the Number Three Broom Chicks, and go like our Facebook page, The Three Broom yes. Chicks, and make sure to catch us next time. We're going to continue with our love for theater because at the end of the day, yes. We're all theater geeks yes. here on The Broom Chicks. And yes. we're going to, we also want to lighten things up for y'all because it's been a very heavy two <laughs> <It> episodes. <happened. laughs> yeah, for sure. Very heavy. So we're going to talk about a very Potter musical. Yay, a musical. Gonna get back to Hogwarts. Gonna get back to school. Okay. <laughs> so Mary is going to be hella in her element oh so oh my god yes you're you don't even know you don't even know tune in because while marianne is a theater director her heart lies in musicals yes absolutely (laughs) you guys missed my dancing it was it was beautiful she was hardcore dancing anyways (laughs) and as always we are the three broom chicks and uh episode is cursed no more